Hey friends, this is your host, Mindy Duff, and you're listening to Up Level Your Life with Mindy, your number one personal growth podcast that will bring you closer to uncovering your greatest self. As a certified holistic health and nutrition coach, I created this podcast for anyone who desires to improve physically, emotionally, and spiritually. I'll be interviewing experts and sharing tips and tricks that have helped not only my clients, but that have guided me on my own transformational journey. I believe that we all have a greatness that lies within. We just need to uncover it. Are you ready to level up? Then let's begin. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Up Level Your Life with Mindy. I am your host, Mindy Duff. And today I am excited to have my guest with me. I'm going to be chatting with Lindsay Robinson. And Lindsay and I are going to talk about all of my favorite things, Lindsay. (laughs) I don't know if you know this or not yet. Um, We're going to talk about achieving goals and things, mindset, things like that, but specifically using hypnotherapy to do this, which again, you know, we're talking about those subconscious mind and how to kind of work around that. So before I get too excited and yammer on about this, Lindsay, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I'm so excited. I'm very open and ready and willing to talk about whatever you want. And I know it's just going to be so great for the listeners because this is all stuff we all deal with. So it's a really good topic. Yes, I completely agree. Um, Before we dive into the hypnotherapy and all this fun stuff, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and and what you do? Yes. So how far back do you want me to go? (laughs) How long do we have? Um, So I guess the best place to start would be I've been well I've been doing this work for about I don't even know uh over 10 years now um and I graduated in 2012 when I had my first child and really wanted to just find something where I could be with him because I didn't I I had just been working like a retail management position um at a GameStop so even not normal retail management there's like midnight launches and there's inventories you got to stay till 3 a.m and it's just weird hours really long hours and I just I I wanted to be with my kid (laughs) like you know as you do so I was like I know this is a pos I know this is possible how do I make this happen like just I know it's possible what way what what's the way forward so I I kind of was thinking about for the first time in my life asking myself like what do I want to do with my life which you know I'm 27 years old it's like (laughs) better late than never I'm like what do I want to be when I grow up so the first thing that came to my mind was this book that my sister had given me like a decade earlier called Journey of Souls um he also has another one called Destiny of Souls by Michael Newton who is a hypnotherapist I don't know if you're familiar with these books but if you're not oh my gosh read these books, read these books, read these books, Michael Newton, Journey of Souls, Destiny of Souls. I thought about this book and it's basically this hypnotherapist who takes his clients through the life between life. You know, if you're into that sort of thing and you want to, if you're into reincarnation, just kind of choosing the lessons that you're going to be learning, choosing, choosing the levels, basically choosing the, (laughs) like if you're playing any video game, I know I'm really big in video games today, but if you like you choose your body and your family and who's going to be around you and the lessons that roughly the lessons in the path that you're going to take that is best for your soul. So like what happens in that selection process? What is a soul group? What are soulmates and who are these people that kind of, you know, return with you every time? So anyway, that book popped in my head. I was like, I want to be a hypnotherapist. Oh my gosh. And then immediately in my head I heard, uh, uh, 
slow down. What are you talking about? What do you mean? This is not something for normal people. What are you talking about? And it was just like this real big pushback that now I know was my limiting beliefs about what's possible, right? We all have the, have these things. And I kind of let it, I kind of listened for a minute and I was like, yeah, you're right. I should probably just go back to work and do the safe thing. You know, I'm a mom now. I have to be responsible and do the thing that I know is going to be secure. Uh, and then I heard another voice, which I know now is my intuition or my soul or whatever you want to call it, just kind of whispering to me, but why can't you though? <laughs> like, why, why not? Give me a real reason. That's not a real reason because everyone who's ever done anything has to start here right now at this decision. So what are you going to do about it? And I was kind of like, Ooh, that's interesting. What if I just made a call? What if I just put some feelers out, you know? So I did. And then ended up loving the place. It was actually down the street from where I would have gone back to work. So I, it, it's not like out of my way. It was in the city. I was in Los Angeles at the time. And I just did it. And I just did it. And it was fantastic. And luckily, I had a good support system. I called my husband from the institute. And I said, is this something that I can do? Meaning, tell me a reason to get out of this, please, because I'm scared. <laughs> And he said, do you really want to do this? I said, yeah, I do. And he goes, well, we'll figure it out. Just, you got to do it. And that's it. Oh, I do have one little tidbit that I love to share about this. So after I graduated, I worked as a like tutor for the distance students. So like the online students. Um, and I searched my name in the database because of course you would, you're, you're a student and now you work at the place that you studied. So you're going to look your name up. And, uh, I had filled out an application for the distance program, let's see, six years, five, seven years before I moved to Los Angeles. So I was in Michigan. I filled out at the same institute. I filled out an application. You know how you fill it out and they call you and then you don't answer when they call you because you're just not ready. Uh, that happened in 2005. Oh, wow. They had my old phone number. They had my old address. They said they tried to call me like three times, which I'm sure they did. And I just didn't answer because that's what you do. And I did not know it was the same place that I went to. I didn't know that I'd end up working there. Like to me, that for me, if I did need any more confirmation, like, that was it. Like what my soul had a plan for sure. And yeah. I'm very happy to be living that plan every single day. Wow. Oh, that's so crazy. I love that story. I'm glad you shared that because yeah, that's, there's some things that you've probably heard before. Like if it's meant for you, it's going to find you. Like if it's something yeah. that's truly, truly meant to be on your path, it's not that it has to happen on Tuesday at 12 o'clock. It's, it's, it's going to find you whenever you're ready, when you're aligned with it. So Absolutely. I love that. Love that story. Um, and I love that, you know, again, when you're aligned with it, because we have to be here in the now mm -hmm. energetically aligned with that thing that, you know, is coming towards us that we're, we're moving towards ourselves, but um, sometimes we're just not ready and then that's yeah. fine. You'll get there and it'll be I there, basically so. read the book. Then I filled out the application and then I didn't do anything about it. And then a year later, I ended up moving to LA and then like a really long time later, I ended up working there. So it was like yeah. it, very, very messy and not like the fairy tale path that you think is going to happen. But I can't imagine it working out any other way. It's just perfect. And there's always things that you can look back on that you're like, oh, I'm so glad it worked out that way versus how I thought I wanted it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And what a, a great story of, you know, I think so often we think that we have to pick a career when we're 18, we graduate from high school, and then this is, okay, that's what you do now. And for some people they do, and that, and they like it, and that's awesome. But it's 
you know, I, I've had that. I don't know what I want to be when I grow up feeling. Mm -hmm. I know so many people. I would say I'd have to go back and look. I would say like at least 70 to 80% of the people I have interviewed on this podcast have had that same kind of story with, with that, you know, overarching message of, I started off. Yep. Go ahead. I have a question for you. If you had to do the thing that you thought you wanted to do at 18, what would you be doing right now? Oh gosh. You know, um, a lot of what I'm doing now, I think. Really? Yeah, yeah. So you knew you knew even then. Yeah. Um, I don't think I would have been able to articulate it like that. Do you uh-huh. know what I mean? Yeah. But you know like, what, what would be my, my daily things? What were you studying? Forensic psychology. Oh, wow. Criminology. I wanted to be a CSI. Big yeah. time. And then I realized that's a lot of death and probably not my thing. So yeah. let's go to the lighter side of like spiritual stuff and not like the death macabre side. Um, but yeah, it is interesting. Maybe the audience can ask that same question. What if I did the thing that I thought I wanted to do at 18 and how different and beautiful our lives can turn out? Um, for the most part, I think yeah. it always shakes out for the best. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you've kind of answered a little bit of what led you to this, but I'm, I'm a little more curious about hypnotherapy specifically and what, what you're drawn to with that just in general. So uh, why am I drawn to hypnotherapy? Um, that's interesting. No one's really asked me in that way before. Why am I drawn to hypnotherapy? I'm drawn to hypnotherapy because it, it, it ticks all the boxes of what I thought I wanted with the forensic psychology. It's like, what makes us tick? Why are we the way that we are? What even are we beyond meat and bones and sorry that's gross <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> like skin sacks what yes. are what are we you know like and I've always been fascinated by the human experience and what is beyond the human experience and I think that this hypnotherapy especially the way that I work is more on the spiritual side of like let's let's reconnect you to the core essence of who the frick you really are and all your magnificence that you just forgot about when you got here and learned all the social norms and expectations and all these things of, you know, that get put on us when we're born. But like, let's get back to the basics. Like, let's get back to your spirit. And when we do that, it means empowerment, connection, fulfillment, resilience, being loved and loving, like all of the things that you want right now will happen when you are connected to your true essence. So that's really the core of what I do. And uh, the way that I do that is through the subconscious mind, which is uh, that part of your mind that really dictates who you who you are as you are operating in this earthly experience, what your beliefs are, what your thought patterns are, what your reality even looks like. And once you can change the narrative in the subconscious mind of like what you expect out of life, it will create reality around that. So uh, yeah, it really is. It's equal parts remembrance and creation, I think, in yeah. a weird way. Oh, I like that. I've never heard it put like that, but I like that. I've never said it like that. So this is the first for both of us. (laughs) Remembrance and creation. I, that resonates with me completely. So I love that you said that. So let's dig into hypnotherapy a little bit more. I think that most people listening have, you know, you know what hypnosis is. Maybe you've been to like a comedy club and watched people do it. You know, raise your hand. If you've been up on the stage at the comedy club no. doing it, I have, I've, there's video proof of it and everything, but, um, this is not that, I mean, it is, but it's not, not at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit about hypnotherapy and how it works and what's going on here. Okay, so the best way that I've found to do this is to really go back to like how the mind works. Do you mind if I do you mind if I <laughs> teach you about the mind right now? Go for it. Um, 
<laughs> so cheesy. So if you can all just imagine that your mind is a circle. We know it's not, okay? The mind and the brain are completely different. But just imagine a circle when it comes to your mind. When you're born, it's a blank space. It is a blank circle. We are constantly collecting information. That's why they say kids are sponges because it's actually true. You have no uh, logic or rational thinking to contradict anything that you're being given. So what you know is what you know. By the time you get around uh, age seven to nine, you have all of these truths about you as you are now. So like, I hate broccoli, but I love chocolate. I like getting hugged and getting presents, but I don't like getting punished or getting in trouble, that sort of thing. Things that kids know about themselves. And then when you get that age, you get what's called a critical filter or a critical, uh, a critical mind, critical filter, which basically acts as a go-between between the newly formed conscious and subconscious minds. Before, it's basically all subconscious. And then when you hit that age, you get logic, reasoning, willpower, decision-making skills, and all that sort of thing. And it becomes a barrier. This critical filter becomes a barrier between your now logical conscious mind and what's been, what's been stored in the subconscious. Is this making sense so far? Yes. Okay. So, so when you have a, a thought, let's say as an adult, okay, let's say you have a thought like, ooh, I would love to double my income. And I know that people do it. And I've seen people do it. Every thought that you have, every goal that you have, every shiny new idea has to start in the conscious mind. And then it will check in going through the critical filter to check in with the subconscious mind. So it's kind of like a bouncer at a club for those 38-year-olds that remember standing in line at clubs. I don't even know if they do this anymore, but you know, it's like standing in line at a club and getting up to the bouncer and being like, hey, I'd like to get in there, please. Uh, if it's a thought or an idea that goes against anything in your subconscious, which is, by the way, between 90 to 95% of your mind power, so it's the big boss. It is the boss. If there's anything in there that contradicts it, it's going to kick it right back out, which is why we get so excited when we start something new. And then eventually we're like, Ugh. starting back at square one, get disillusioned, get discouraged, feel like it's impossible because your subconscious is contradicting it. And that could be anything that could be, we don't even know what that looks like to have double income. So we're not going to do that. Or remember Uncle Fred who doubled his income and ended up homeless? Let's not do that. You know, you could have something that you know might happen that scares you or equally scary is what you don't know might happen. So if there's anything in there that scares your subconscious, it will say, nope, sorry, and kick it back out. So what I do with hypnosis is I take your idea, your beautiful, shiny idea, that's amazing and a great idea, and we go through the critical filter. We create like a porous pathway. I don't know. This is just visualize it. It's a pathway through the critical filter, kind of like tipping the bouncer 50 bucks or 100 bucks and getting in. We're in. Okay, so now what do we do when we're in? We create new knowns that reflect who you are and where you're going. So like, it is safe for me to have double the income. Here's why. Here's what I can do with double the income. And this can be anything. This can be weight loss. This can be love. This can be losing a habit like smoking or biting your nails. This could be, oh my gosh, anything. So um that's really that's really how it works, <laughs> for lack of a better way to to explain it. We just create a pathway to the subconscious mind through relaxation um, to be able to communicate directly with your subconscious and teach it what you want it to know. Oh, I love that. That was a great explanation. Um, I think you did that. I don't know. I I Succinct. got it anyway. I don't <laughs> okay, know good. if anybody else did, but good, I'm, good. I was here for that. Um, yeah, and I like that analogy of like the bouncer at the club. And I know I tell people all the time, like, you know, your beliefs by age seven, our beliefs are like set. 
Yeah. And like think back to when you were seven, what kind of a life were you living? You know, <laughs> like, we're, we're very... all just like seven to nine year olds walking around in adult suits. And this brings yeah. up a good point. When you are being not so nice to yourself, you're not being nice to that nine year old. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, I don't make the rules guys. This is just what happened. So if that makes you uncomfortable, be nice. Yeah. Well, you can't it. go wrong being nice yeah. and you'll feel better. So yeah. <laughs> I love that. So if somebody wanted to have a session with you, what does that actually look like? So I'm, I'm guessing that you can do these virtually or in person. Um, I used so to only happens? do in person and mm-hmm. now I just do virtual. When I moved to Las Vegas in 2017, I was like, I don't really want an office. And luckily I did it all then because when 2020 happened, I was set. I was good. I, yeah. I'm not, I changed nothing. Um, and I know a lot of people had to adjust in a very short amount of time. So I was very fortunate. But yeah, I do virtual sessions. I do six session packages, nine session packages, and 12 session packages. Six is the minimum that I will do because 90% of my clients start to see a significant change in that amount of time. So I've found that that is the best time frame. If we do less than six, it could be great, but it could not. So I like six because it's pretty much definite you're going to see a significant amount of positive shifting in your favor. Um, what does it look like? They're hour-long sessions, and the first half is just talking about your week, how you've been feeling, your stress level, you know, that venting stage of therapy. And then we get to the actual subconscious work where we put you in a very relaxed, uh, trance-like state where you are very aware, very in control. I'm sure anybody who's ever experienced a meditation, you might have thought was a meditation, but I'm here to tell you real quick, if you've ever been guided in a meditation or if anyone's ever been speaking to you with a goal in mind, that's hypnosis. So congratulations. You're already very good at it. And in fact, the human body is already designed to go into trance-like states. We do it every single day, multiple times a day, when you're going to sleep, when you're waking up, when you are reading a book and you forget about everything around you. Same thing with a movie. When you drive home and you forget about it, that's all a trance-like state. So that's all we do. You know in that state you're completely in control. You could get up and open your eyes and walk out of the room if you want, but you don't because you know you're safe and it's a it's a very holistic way to help yourself. Um, so yeah, it's a very relaxing state that we're able to communicate with the subconscious in a comfortable, safe space to allow you to feel different on a subconscious level. I have so yeah. much more I want to say, so you have to stop me. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> And I will say just from somebody that has experienced hypnosis, not just at like the comedy club, I've other hypnosis, yeah. other sessions as before. Um, you, you're right. I mean, you're totally aware and you, you know, you could get up, but you just don't want to like, there's, yeah. you're so relaxed. You're so comfortable. And like you said, you know, you're in a safe place. And I mean, you signed up for this, like you signed up to go be hypnotized. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to, but if there was for some reason you start saying, you know, you're your yeah. therapist or whoever starts saying something crazy and you're like, whoa, I'm not okay with that. You can just not, you can open your eyes and sit up and be like, no, we're done yes. here. There's never, it's not like I'm hypnotizing you and you will now go rob the bank across the street. Like it's this is how it works. <laughs> this is important because there have been full news stories besmirching the name of hypnosis because people have done crappy things saying they were hypnotized to do it. Let me tell you right here, right now, and do not let anybody tell you anything different. Even the best hypnotherapist in the entire world not naming names at all, but even the best cannot, cannot, cannot 
make you do, say, think, believe anything that goes against your core morals or beliefs. It's, it just will not compute. It is not a thing. The only way that that can happen, and I don't know anything about this, I really don't, but I've heard from people that are smarter than me, um, that the only way that can happen is through brainwashing. I don't, I, it's not something that can happen in a holistic therapeutic way. It's just not. So don't let anybody tell you that it's dangerous in any way, shape or form. Uh, Also, can I go first? Can I, can I address something that I get a lot, which is like, can you help me remember my trauma? Mm. I get a lot of clients calling me up. Well, they don't really call, but you know, emailing me. Can you help me remember? I think that this happened, but I don't know for sure. Can you please help me remember? And I'm always going to say, Hell to the no. I don't know if I can swear, but I'm going to make an exception here because it's very important. If you don't remember something and you're thinking it might have happened, please don't go searching for it. I, I, I have another a beautiful metaphor that I learned from one of my instructors, which is this. When you skin your knee as a child and, it, and you put a Band-Aid on it and then you take the Band-Aid off after a few days and there's a scab there, what does your mom tell you not to do to the scab? Do not pick pick the scab because it will get worse. It will bleed again. It will probably scar you. And it's the same with repression. If there's something there that you don't remember, it is because your brain is so beautifully designed to know that you're not ready to know it. Please don't go looking for it and do not ask someone to help you find it. It will never be a good idea. Not until you're ready. And the beautiful thing is when you're ready to know, I've had clients just spontaneously remember things. They're like, oh, yeah, okay, yep, that happened. And they feel like it happened, not in a session, mind you, at all. But like either well before our sessions, they'll tell me a story of how, you know, just one day they remembered something that had happened to them because their mind was ready to show it to them. That's just the way. Please trust your mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> please, please trust it. It knows yeah. what it's doing. <laughs> that's that's a great reminder. And I know I have shared this on a podcast before. Um, I have a podcast for people that haven't listened to all of them. There's one on um, EMDR. And mm-hmm. I've done EMDR and it's really great and it does some things to different than kind of what you're talking about but in the same vein I would say um and when I would get to a point where my brain was like nope don't go there I would just see like this image of golden retriever puppies like in this little box and that was like it was like the cute but whenever like I saw that like we knew like okay my brain is done my brain is saying nope we're not going any further oh. here's puppies <laughs> like you can't I love that ready for that so it was just kind of like my brain's way of like turning things off like not you're done now like try again another time if you want but again like yeah that, digging things up that's another reason why I like breath work also if you're somebody that does have some or some suspected trauma um breath work can help you release that from your body without you having to actually physically remember and relive it again so um that's a if you're somebody listening that's like but I think I do want to release that then do the breath work and absolutely and thank you for saying that because I do I do sometimes forget to say you don't have to know in order to be free you don't have to know it and experience it again in order to be free from it um So yes, thank you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So what types of, okay. I know you mentioned like this could be for literally anything. So smoking and weight loss and like whatever, but what types of quote unquote issues does hypnotherapy work the best for, or, or maybe what do you tend to work with the most with clients? That's kind of two questions in one, but. (laughs) 
I, I like this question because immediately I know I know the answer. So no matter what, I have clients coming to me for money and relationships and like those are the, probably the big ones, money and, and relationships and uh, body image or self-image, that sort of thing. And every single time, no matter what, it comes down to my mind, for whatever reason, does not think this is safe. Perhaps there's some worthiness stuff going on. So if I can smooth this that surface first if we can connect those those dots first of worthiness and l- reminding you that it is safe that's really what it always comes down to because once your mind knows it's safe once you have your conscious goal on the same page as your subconscious once you convince that part of your brain that it's that it's happening it's done it's happening it's already happening <laughs> every everything you have in your life right now is a direct result of what your subconscious believes is safe for you and I know it doesn't make any sense sometimes. Like, why do I keep entering the same stupid relationship or the same cycle or the same toxic pattern? Well, sometimes it's what you know. Yeah. And sometimes even the toxicity feels safer to your brain, to your mind, than going and venturing out to an unknown. Yeah. I, you know, again, and and your brain and your mind, both of those things, are always trying to protect you. Always. Now, not necessarily keep you happy. That's extra. You know, you have yep. to teach it that. Your mind is there to keep you alive. One foot in front of the other, breathing in and out, all the bodily functions working. That's it. Uh, it's your subconscious, that is. So when you decide that, okay, I'm alive, but I'm not thriving. I'm alive, but I'm not fulfilled. I'm alive, but I'm not like living my life the way I want to. That's when you get to make that decision, which a lot of us don't know. We ha- I didn't ever know I had this choice to make. I thought whatever happened to me just happened, you know, and I was just going to navigate through as best I could. But uh, no, you have every, you have skin in the game. You have a say, and you actually have this tool that you can go to your subconscious directly and communicate the things that you want and what you want out of life and get it to feel safe about those things. It's always trying to love you. It's always trying to keep you safe. It just, sometimes the information it has is outdated, stale, not serving you anymore. But it is important to note that at one point you did need it or you wouldn't have it. So yeah. please hold space for that as well. Yeah. I li- I'm glad that you mentioned that because, you know, our beliefs were formed for a reason. And maybe you have a belief that you formed when you were three years old because your view of the world was very, you know, egocentric and very small yeah. when you're three. And that probably made sense to you at three and saved you from something, you know, it protected you somehow. Yep. So at three years old, that's the best your three-year-old brain could do. And that's great. But, you know, I mean, I'm 40 years older than that. Like, I don't need that anymore. Like, I can yeah. look at things with a rational and go, okay, let's re- rewrite things. But like you say, you you have the ability to rewrite things. Um, yeah. It's just kind of, like you say, getting, I just, I love this analogy of getting into the club. Like, that's my new. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You I have that it. ability. You can get it's, in. It's, it's the only thing that I can equate to that same feeling of like, let's just let me in though. Like, let me in there. I know I can do something if I can just get in there. And that's kind of how a lot of people feel is like, if I could just access that part of my brain that that's doing all of this stuff, that's telling me that I can't, um, then things could be so much different and they can, and you do have a choice, you know? Yeah. I love that. With that, sorry, I should note with that, uh, acknowledgement of a choice also comes, Oh, so I've been responsible for everything that's ever happened to me, (laughs) which, you know, can be very sticky. So navigate that with love. Um, But I will say also, as somebody who has taken responsibility for my part, for my 
uh, journey. And even from if we zoom out and go to the spiritual level, like I trust my soul enough to know what I can handle. Um, And guys, I don't say that lightly. If you knew, if you listen to my podcast, you know that I do not ever say that lightly. I know what I'm talking about with this. Um, (laughs) Just to say, but but yeah, once you can take responsibility in that way it's it just the shackles you didn't even know you had on you are just gone and you feel like you can finally take a deep breath it's it's the most incredible thing and also it's very scary because now you you actually have a choice in a lot more than you thought you did (laughs) yeah 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 that responsibility piece is not something everybody is ready for and that's okay I mean if you're Mm -hmm. not there yet but if you're kind of if you're listening to this podcast you're yeah you you're on your way to being ready if you don't you are people yeah yeah (laughs) so how long you you mentioned that you know you do six sessions uh, nine sessions 12 sessions um how long does it take to achieve results for most people would you say well I, it's, ugh, this is a hard one. I can't, I can't really say most, for most people, I say, I want to say, I, 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 I want to say six. That's the minimum amount that I do. And it's funny because as I say that I'm, I'm completely under the knowledge that most people, when I present them these choices, 90% of them will say, I want 12, <laughs> give yeah. me 12. Cause I'd rather have the most amount of time to be able to see the best results. Now, the way that I break it down is this. Six is bare minimum. That's when you start seeing significant change. You may or may not have reached your end goal, but you will start seeing significant change that you can take with you for the rest of your life and continue in that practice. Nine is for one really important thing. So if if your thing is, I really just want to get myself right so that I can uh, find the best person for me or whatever, if it's one thing, nine sessions. The thing that happens is even my lovelies that do nine sessions will start to realize how quickly and how wonderful this feels and how fast it works. And then they start adding stuff. (laughs) Okay, now I want to do this. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. Now I want to do this. I want to do this. And so they end up moving up to 12. So uh, either they start with 12 or most of them end up moving to 12 just because it's it's the most, uh, I guess it's the biggest container to be able to do the most work because 12 is for more than one thing. So it really just depends on the client. It depends on what they're willing to commit to, what they're able to commit to, how many things they have to work on. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Every it, it works for everybody. If you're willing to try it, it will work for you. Like there's no course you have to take. You Your body, like I said before, already knows how to do it. So you're, you're, you pretty much have everything you need to see a lot of success with this right out of the so, gate. So that leads me to my next question. Who is this not for? And I think I know the answer to this, but go ahead. I, I got a good example. It's a very specific example. I had a client once who I think of I think of him every time somebody asks me this. I had a client once who showed up to quit smoking. And I don't really work with smoking cessation anymore just because it's not like where I feel like I do my best work. It's not where I feel the most excited. And I think that's very important when you're working with someone. Um, but I had him come in and, and one of the first questions is like, why do you want to quit smoking? Oh, my doctor said I had to, or my wife, whatever. And rule number one, if you're not coming for yourself, if you're coming to a hypnotherapy or any practice for that matter, if you're coming to anything and your heart and your mind isn't in it to the best of your ability and you have no um, hope that it will work and you're not invested, you're wasting your time, most importantly, 
Um, and I put a lot of effort into my clients and in my, in, into my session. So it, it worked out very, very soon, very quickly that he wasn't a good candidate. And, and I, I just didn't want him to waste his own time because then he would have this idea about hypnotherapy when that's not the case. It's really just, you're not, you're not wanting to quit for you. And that's fine. You don't have to, I, you don't, we're not going to work together though. <laughs> yeah. You definitely don't have to, but this is not the place where you should be. Right. So, uh, I would say anybody that's not there for themselves hundred percent. You have, yeah. you have to be willing. I can't, I can't talk you into going into hypnosis. Even, even if you are unwilling, like it's just not going to work. You will sit there completely conscious the whole time and it will never happen for any, for either of us. So you have to be willing, you have to be open, you have to be ready. Um, as ready as you can be, you know, I have clients that are ready and scared and that's fine. Like we can, it's, it's a process. Right. And then I have clients who are like, I want this done yesterday. So they are very ready. So any, any amount of readiness on the scale is, is good. But usually, um, if you're here, if you're there for yourself and you're open, then it's, that's really it. I mean, that's really it. Uh, Oh, I do have one that's medical. Um, I can't, because it's out of my scope, I'm not a medical professional, so I can't see anyone who's been diagnosed with depression or any kind of mental disorder or any kind of uh, anxiety disorder. If you're diagnosed and on a medication, then I'm going to need a referral from your medical professional for you to see me. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Pretty standard. <laughs> but for, for the average person on the street that's listening and going, hmm, this sounds intriguing. I wonder... Yeah. It's for you. If you're wondering about it and you're interested in it, it is 100% for you. And if you've um, tried everything else, I always say I'm the last resort and I love being the last resort because you're never yeah. going to need anything after this. Like if, if you found me as a last resort, I will take that and wear that as a badge of honor because <laughs> this is it. Like this is really it. <laughs> I love that. That's so funny. Um, so Lindsay, what is one final takeaway that you hope everybody listening gains from this conversation? Well, now I'm thinking like, what's one takeaway that they haven't heard from you already? Um, <laughs> a bit of wisdom. I think it would just have to be what I wish I knew earlier is my mind is has limitless power and potential. And I have access to all of it if I want. Like, if I knew, if I knew that in high school or my early 20s like you guys have no idea if you're if you're under the age of 30 and you know this already you are doing something right in your life yeah <laughs> because i wish i did i wish i knew this but uh but yeah i think knowing how powerful your mind already is regardless of whether you've tested that power or not it's always doing its best work for you but you get to decide what that best work looks like like yeah. you do that's, that's really all I got to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's a great, a great takeaway for everybody because sometimes we do feel well, and sometimes maybe you are consciously aware that you have, you know, control and choice in your life, but we get so caught up in just life yeah. stuff, regular everyday stuff that we forget that, Hey, take a second, take a look at your life right now. What, you know, what path are you on? What's the trajectory here? Is this where you want to be going? Because you don't have to if you don't want to. You can totally change things. And mm -hmm. if you're trying to consciously change things and it just ain't working, if you're somebody that finds yourself repeating the same patterns over and over again, like, oh, I'm fine. I am going to lose the weight this time. And I'm trying this new diet and this new whatever. But you have done this repeatedly um, and you're still back the same place as you were before. 
this would be a great option because, you know, for those repeating patterns where I just can't seem to break through this wall, like there's something holding me back. Like there is something holding you back. It's that bouncer yeah. that won't let you in the, <laughs> won't let yeah. you in the club. And f- in some strange ways, trying to keep you safe. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So Lindsay, I am so glad that you were on today. This was just, I, I love this stuff. It's so interesting to me. Um, if people are interested in it and they want to learn more about you or work with you, where's a good place for them to go? Uh, well, the first place would be send me a message on Instagram. I'm very accessible um, there, Lindsay Robinson. And then lindsayrobinson.com. I uh, offer one-to-one sessions. I also have a membership that people can join. I call it dipping your toes in to see how it goes for you. It's just my complete library of digital uh, audios. And uh, I got some courses in there. I got a lot of bonus content, uh, EFT sessions, that sort of thing. Um, Tarot card pulls, if you're into that. Uh, Yeah, so that's all in the membership for a very small monthly fee. And you get to see kind of what's possible for you. And I also, again, offer one-to-one sessions. I have a podcast called High Vibe In It that me and my co-host Kelsey Aida do every week. And it's really fun to get to talk to you guys, well, my audience, and hopefully some of your audience. I think we have probably overlapping Venn diagram there so. <laughs> uh, about ways to empower yourself and reteach your mind and all that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, I think that's it. Instagram, website. Oh, TikTok. I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty hip over there, too, <laughs> sometimes. So you can just <laughs> check me out. Lindsay Robinson everywhere. But uh, you'll have to look at the show notes on how to spell my name because it's not normal. Yes. And I will definitely put those links in the show notes. And um, if anybody is curious, um, uh, Lindsay's co-host with her for her podcast, actually, Kelsey Aida was on, oh, just maybe two or three episodes prior to this one. Nice. Um, I had Kelsey on. So if you didn't catch this one and you're like, oh, I like this Lindsay girl and kind of her whole vibe and what she's got going on. Definitely check out the one with Kelsey because obviously you guys co-host a podcast together. You're like-minded, um, similar vibes coming from both of you. So those are Yay, good, nice. fun episodes. So <laughs> cool. Well, thank you again so much for being on here today, Lindsay. Again, I, I really enjoyed everything that you had to say. Um, so yeah, thank you. This was a good one. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> And to everyone else that's listening, I hope you gained as much from this as I did. And wherever you're at, I hope you're having a fantastic day. I'll catch you on the next one. That's it for today, friends. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. Or even better, leave a review and let me know what resonated with you the most. The more you tell me what you love the better I'm able to create future episodes with even better content. I'm sending you so much love and light. I'll see you in the next episode.